Hello, and welcome to The Solve Network. I'm Shane Borza, host of the podcast. Along with my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we'd like to welcome you. Our mission is to provide solutions and create a network of experts for you to learn from. We hope this episode and expert helps you to learn, grow, and move forward. And now, on with the show. Hey, my name is James. I'm a lawyer who's always been interested in optimal human performance, and that's how I found Shane. If you're looking to upgrade your mental and physical fitness, then the Ultimate Performance Course is for you. It's the key to performing better at work, at home, and in all of life's challenges. I've also found it to be a great community of like-minded and supportive professionals. As Shane says, together, everyone accomplishes more. Want to have your ultimate performance or find out more about how to optimize your mind and body fitness? Contact me at shaneborza.com and see if the DIY or the group program would be best for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Solve Network. My name is Shane Borza, and I'll be your host, along with my co-founder, Benjamin Goss. We'd like to thank you for joining us. Tonight, I will be the guest expert. And I'm going to be talking about creating content, specifically online content, social media content, such as a web series, a podcast, or simply social media for like Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, things like that. So you can promote yourself, your brand, or your product. If you're watching this presentation, you'll see that I have a slideshow up. I'm going to be talking a little bit about a course I have called the Content Creator Course, which is a dual meaning. It's both a content course and it's a course for creators. And it doesn't matter if you are an author, a person who writes, which could be books or blogs, or maybe even writing out classes. If you're some kind of video maker, which again, could be video class content, could be short films, or like I mentioned earlier, it could be a vlog, a YouTube channel, web series, something like that. Or if you're an audio creator, which could be an audio book, it could be a podcast, it could be interviews or anything else. They all have the three main parts, which we're going to overview today, which is pre-production or getting organized and figuring out how to make what you're going to make. Part two is then the actual production, which is the making of the thing. And then part three is post-production, which is how do you edit, finalize, put together, export, and upload or distribute what you made so it's out in the world. We're also going to talk about some next steps. And then at the end, I'll talk a little bit about some options for you to take the course both live or on demand. So you can see at the bottom here, the whole purpose of this is to streamline making your art and getting it out to the world. And regardless of whether you're making new stuff, such as, oh, I'm an author, but I now want to start a podcast, but I don't know how to do audio or any other combination, there is a learning curve. And it may be difficult, uh, costly in money, costly in time, costly in effort, costly in frustration, if you're figuring things out on your own. But also, if you have been doing something a certain way or were trained a certain way, you may be stuck in the system you have used and not realize maybe there's an easier, better, faster way to do it. So either way, whether you're new to something or you've been doing things already, 
I think there's a great opportunity to learn. And whether you learn from me or anyone else, I hope that you are constantly checking your systems, constantly learning, and constantly making connections to see if there's a way that you can improve. So to move forward, I'm gonna give you a little introduction about myself, some background on my background, and an overview of the course. This is a picture of me on set in Australia where I went to film school at Stunt Academy. That's where I kind of learned the technical aspects of filmmaking. And I'm not generally a cinematographer or a camera operator, but I was on this production. And although I'm predominantly a writer-director, learning all aspects of filmmaking was really valuable, not only because it helped me have a better sense of communication to people in various departments, but it also gave me a more holistic sense of how to make things, again, faster, easier, but also better. So like I mentioned a moment ago, you might be a filmmaker, you might be a podcaster, you might be an author, but part of writing is rewriting, which means editing. So learning editing is a helpful addition to learning writing. Learning uh, copywriting or copy editing might be helpful in helping you release and promote your book. So there's a lot of peripheral aspects to whatever the creation is that you might be primarily interested in that are outside of the actual role. As I mentioned, I'm predominantly a writer-director, but I also edit all of my own things. And learning how to edit, which some people call the final rewrite, because you can like change the story, was another skill I needed to develop. And it took time, but I needed to learn it, both from taking classes and reading books, but also engaging with people who knew how to do it better than I did. So again, if there's any kind of larger message here, if you are a creator and you're making any kind of content, ensure that you are learning and growing your skill set. So a little background on me. This is a picture of my lovely wife, Joyce, and I winning Best Documentary at the 2019 AOF Film Festival in Las Vegas. And we actually won Best Documentary for the same film at two different festivals. If you can see on the picture there, there's a lot of logos. Uh, the, they call it the Mega Fest because there's an umbrella called AOF. And under it, there's like 10 or 15 different festivals that all happen concurrently. And so I was lucky enough to get that award at two different festivals on the same night, so which is uh, really fun. But I was able to do that because I have over 20 years in the industry. And I have worked on big budget, kind of like Hollywood type things, but I found that I started an indie film and I returned to indie film because I really liked working with small groups of people rather than big groups of people. I worked on a big YouTube, when uh, YouTube launched YouTube Red, they did a big show and I was on the set for two weeks and there was like 500 crew. And I left at the end of two weeks and there were people there I had never met or spoken to. And I said, I don't really want to work in a big environment like this. So I guess it'd be kind of a way of saying I would rather work in the startup world than the corporate world, if that's a kind of a good parallel. That being said, I did work in the corporate world for 10 years. I was in post-production at Deluxe Technicolor, which is basically like if Coke and Pepsi became Coke Pepsi. Uh, they were the two largest post-production companies in the world and then they merged. And so that was really helpful actually, because although I was working in the film industry, I was basically had a desk job. 
But I learned a lot about what happens once you finish working on set and the movie goes into post-production, which I had never done before. I had just gone from working on set to working on a different set. And so learning that whole last part, that post-production, the editing, the finalizing, the distribution, it was really helpful. So again, if you have an idea for a book, a podcast, a movie, or what have you, it's really important to know all aspects. How do you get organized? How do you make it? How do you complete it? I have a number of other credentials, but I'm not going to bother to go into those because really what I want to do is focus on talking about the course. So let me move on and say what the content creator course is. As I mentioned earlier, there's a couple different versions of this class. It all has the same content, but I have a live version, which is four weeks, once one class a week, and an on-demand version, which also has kind of four main lessons. And the live version will be held next in August. So you have one class every week. The first week is all social media and branding, which is your kind of pre-production stuff. It's setting up the who you are, uh, the, the what you do, promoting the idea of the thing that you're gonna make. Just like any other company or any other product, the only reason you know a movie is coming out is because you watched the trailer or the band is promoting the album because they released a single and that lets you know an album is coming. Or a company has a billboard and you know because it's in the billboard that that thing is available uh, somewhere and you can go find it and you can buy it. So learn, starting off learning how to have a consistent message across different platforms, branding yourself or your product, making sure that you are associated with your product, all of that stuff is part of that kind of pre-production of getting everything organized. And then class two, which is week two, you move into, as I mentioned, the production part, which is how do you create content? How do you make it? How do you ensure you have everything you need to make it, both in terms of people and resources, uh, programs, money, whatever it might be. Class three is the post-production stuff. So it's the distribution and follow-up. So it's the editing it, finalizing it. You know, pretty much everything now is done digitally. So it's exporting some kind of file and uploading it somewhere and then enabling that to be distributed to different platforms or different people, as well as following up though with both yourself, like how did this come out? Am I happy with it? Is it the way I want it? Getting some people to give you feedback, asking them to read your book, asking them to watch your video, asking them to listen to your podcast, and then following up with them to get some feedback or some suggestions on how to make it better. But then also doing that with your audience, you know, encouraging them to write a review or to share it or to promote it. All of those are really important aspects of getting something out. And then the fourth class, the fourth week is various resources and ideas for growth. Because every author, every band, every filmmaker, they don't just make something once, they make either a series or they move in different directions, but either way, they continue to write, they continue to make movies, they continue to record. And that means they're growing in their skill set, so they're constantly learning. 
they're growing in their outreach and they're growing in building a larger audience and following. So also talking about that. So this is one of my main things is it's my passion to help people get their art out to the world. And I feel really called to help other people do that because I had people help me do that. And I have had 20 years in the industry and I have had various things come out. I have won various awards and I've done all that because of the team I had, because of the people who took the time and the effort to teach me how to do things. And as a coach and as a teacher, I really love to see people come in and be like, I have no idea what to do. And then they leave and be like, oh, now I know what to do. And so whether, again, you work with me or not, I really hope that you connect with people, whether it's diet or exercise, spiritual growth, whatever it may be, that are really excited about the thing that they're doing. And they are really excited to help you do it too. But I think it's also important for you to ensure you have that excitement or passion in yourself. And sometimes we're good at things that we're not passionate about. And we just need to be like, okay, I'm doing this and that's my job and I make money and I handle my life. And that's great. And sometimes we have a passion and it's not something we have any talent in. And that is also fine because you can develop the talent, but you can't necessarily develop the passion. So be honest with yourself and see if you have a passion. Like I've always wanted to write a book. Can you get past that and move from, I've always wanted to write a book to I'm now going to start with this year to write the book I've been wanting to write for 10 years. Because one of the things that I think is most sad is if people do have a passion for something or there's something they've always wanted to do. They've always wanted to start a band. They've always wanted to make a show. They've always wanted to do whatever it is and they never do. So again, it doesn't matter if it's me or anyone else, but see if you can identify the thing is you really, really want to do, what it is that's standing in your way, and see if you can find somebody to help you get past that so you can do the thing. Because not only can you not show off the thing that you haven't made, but nobody can read the book you didn't write. Nobody can watch the movie if you don't make it. Nobody can hear your album if you don't put it out there. So I really hope that whoever's listening to this feels inspired to connect with their passion and figure out a way to start making it. So this would be the slide for the first class. And I'm going to switch real quick because I'm actually going to teach you a little mini lesson, which is one of the bonus classes. So I'm going to stop my screen share real quick and switch over to that. But as I'm doing that, I want to ask if anybody has any questions. And you can either unmute yourself and jump right in, or you can throw it in the chat. Here we go. This is one of my bonus lessons from the course. Two is one and next steps. And if you don't know what two is one means, uh, don't worry, because I'll tell you. But first, uh, this is a picture of me <laughs> running back to the camera while I was a uh, first AD which is the assistant director on a film set in Los Angeles. And there's a lot of running around when you're an AD. Um, but it's really fun. It's kind of like being a manager of a restaurant. You don't work in the kitchen. You don't wait on the tables. You don't make drinks at the bar. Your job is to make sure all those departments work. And again, that was a great way for me to learn 
how all the different aspects of filmmaking work was to kind of manage all the different departments. So again, the idea is learning so you have a good overview of whatever the creation process is for the thing you're making, as opposed to just digging in deep on the one thing. You do want to be writing if you're a writer and have that be your primary thing. But again, it's really important to understand the whole process of if I want to make a book, how do I do that? Hey, Shane, I had trouble getting unmuted. Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was wondering if uh, I really like your quote, nobody reads the book you never wrote. Can you talk a little bit about the importance or, I don't know if importance is the right word. Can you talk about bridging the gap between somebody who sees themselves as a writer and somebody who sees themselves as a visual creator and kind of, you know, uh, you you know that my where I'm coming from from a web standpoint is that the internet is moving more and more towards video. So obviously people will never stop reading books. I, I hope. Uh, but how do we bridge that gap between getting people familiar with our art if our art is the written word, but we really want to be able to engage people with video? Can can you maybe talk about that a little bit and about how your passion can help somebody fuel that that particular um, niche. I don't know if that's the right word to call it, but. Yeah, sure thing. And I think that's a great thing to point out. Well, one of the things that came up for me when you asked that was we have historically, even if you go back to like the Greek and Roman times, been doing predominantly the same things. It's just changed in uh, format and deliverability. So there has been performance, which used to be like the theater in the round, and it was live orators and speakers and plays. Well, you can go see a stage show still, but you can also see a movie, which is basically a play. It's just on a screen and on demand now, because uh, you can just start and stop any kind of streaming thing, whatever you want. Uh, but we still have that, I'm going to watch people act out or present a thing. Uh, same with music, you know, from the earliest times, you know, cavemen were banging things together and drumming is a tribal thing that's been around for a long, long time. And it used to be, if you wanted to listen to music, you had to go to a performance hall or orchestra hall to watch someone perform it live. And then records came out and people were like, oh my God, I can buy a record and listen to music in my house. This is amazing. And then radios came out and you're like, oh, I can listen to, as long as I have a signal, I can listen. Well, now we can listen to music on our phone. So the deliverability of music and performance has changed, but the concept hasn't. And I would argue the same with books. Again, it used to be that only the elite had books because they were really expensive. And now we people are moving away from paper books and they're getting, you know, e-readers and Kindles and things like that. So I agree with you, books will probably never go away. They're just going to change in format. And so part of that changing of saying, okay, I'm going to zoom out and realize we still have music, we still have performance, we still have reading, writing. The delivery has changed. Very similarly, changing your perspective on what you're doing or how you do it especially in terms of social media is really important. 
now, especially things like Instagram or Twitter, where you have these kind of short, pithy little, you know, one-liners or one-paragraph communications, that is you still writing. That's you still communicating via the written word. It's just you have to think about it differently. You have to think, how can I get my writing so it's short enough and punchy enough that I can do it in a line or two and maybe intrigue people enough to then click on the link to go to the, the blog page and read the whole article. Or especially for Instagram, how can I visualize or have people uh, visually connect with an image or the text on screen so that they want to like it, share it, favorite it, or read more because especially Instagram, you can put a lot of information underneath. So it's not that you're not writing, it's you're thinking about presenting the writing. Again, before it was, how do I want the hardcover book to look? And then it became, how do I want the paperback to look? And now it's, how do I want the ebook to look? You're still thinking in terms of how do I want this to look? But you're no longer maybe looking at the way the front cover is. Now you're looking at how's it gonna look on this platform as opposed to that platform. So paying attention to your audience, where people are going and how they're interacting with what you're making is really important as well as thinking in terms of some of those broader things like, okay, so maybe I'm a musician, but I really want to have a video so people can watch me perform the music because they don't just want to hear it. They also want to see my face or see the band play, or they want the energy of watching a live performance. So now all of a sudden you're an audio person who's thinking of visual or you're a, a writing person who's thinking of visual. But it also works for video too. You know, if you have a movie, you have to figure out how to condense the two hour movie down to two minutes so you can have a trailer. But you also think, how can I turn that movie into a poster, which is a still image that usually has a lot of writing on it. So how do I figure out how to translate the movie into a title, into a tagline? You know, learning how to change or transform whatever the media is you're making into other versions of media is really important. So I'm glad you asked that. And hopefully the idea or that concept of like consistency, but also change uh, answers that question. So I'm gonna go into explaining what two is one means and talk about some next steps and then we'll open up for a discussion. So these are some power questions which are in all my classes. And of course, if you're watching this video, you can pause this, but I'm gonna continue on. So you can get more information on that uh, later because that pertains to each week's class. What I really want to talk about for this little mini lesson is these power questions when it comes to two is one. And to back up a little bit, two is one comes from a longer expression, which is two is one and one is none. And I have learned that lesson in several different places in several different ways. I've learned it through being an outdoor athlete, like a rock climber. I've learned it in the military. And I've also learned it in the film world, which is essentially if you only have one of something and that thing fails or gets lost or broken, then you don't have any. But if you have two, you have redundancy. So if you have two copies of something and one gets lost or stolen or corrupted or what have you, you have the backup. 
And that means you still have it because the other version is still there. So when it comes to content, it's really important that you figure out a really good way to save your work. Because if you save everything on your laptop and your laptop gets stolen, now you have nothing. And all those weeks, months, or years of writing your book or making your music or making your film or whatever it is, is now gone. So it doesn't matter if you use a desktop, a laptop, a external drive, an internal drive, cloud storage, a physical copy, like printing out your book or putting your media onto some kind of disc or something. What matters is you have at least two separate systems so that if one fails, you have a backup. Hence, the two is one. As far as next steps, whenever you finish a project, I always encourage you to reflect back on the process as well as the similarity or difference from the initial like conceptual idea to the finished product because quite often things will change, especially making things. Sometimes it takes a while. It might take you a few years to write a book or a few years to make an album or especially to make a movie. If you're making a podcast, it might be last year you had the idea to do it. And now this year you're finally doing it. And it's not until next year that you can look back on the end of your first season. So again, that's a multi-year process and your perspectives and ideas are going to change. You're going to get feedback and support, hopefully. And just like this sign says, you know, you, you need all of these things. You need guidance, assistance, support, advice, and help. And those things will help you figure out where you want to go and what do you want to do next? Do you want to do a second season of the podcast? Or maybe you want to change the podcast into a web series or vice versa. Maybe you want to take all the blogs you wrote and collect them and put them into book format or the other way around. It may be just like I talked about the evolution of kind of delivery of content, you know, used to be live. I mean, we still have live music, but live music was the only way you could get it. And now you can get it on recordings. It might be that you used to only perform live and now you only do digital on-demand content. So allowing yourself to reflect back on what you made and see where you want to go and what changes you may or may not want to make is really important. So to get a little deeper into how to save your work, remembering the two is one and one is none philosophy, but also thinking in terms of keeping things simple, easy, and replicable. And simple and easy are two different things. Things can be simple, or they can be complicated and they can be easy or hard. Just because something's simple doesn't mean it's easy. It might be hard to do. You know, uh, picking up a 500 pound deadlift is simple. You just grab the bar and you stand up, but it's really hard. What's a simple, easy and replicable, meaning you can do it over and over, way for you to save your work in at least two different places. And I talked a little bit about kind of digital storage versus hard copies, you know, like printing the book out is a hard copy and having a, you know, file on your computer, that's a soft copy or like a digital copy. And some of those might be helpful to have, but they may not. So think about that. And again, uh, free versus paid. So you may have to buy an external hard drive, but then you own it and it's just on your desk and you can plug it into your computer whenever you want. You can sometimes get some free digital space. Like if you have a Gmail account, you get 15 gigs of free storage and that doesn't cost you anything. 
But if you need like a terabyte worth of storage, then you'll probably have to pay for that. So think again about what you need for your project and experiment. You know, you may not know what you need and you have to figure that out. And that's part of the process of making content is figuring out what works and what doesn't. And again, that's where next steps comes in. So where do you go from here? Well, as I mentioned at the beginning, I encourage you all to continue to learn and grow, not only in exploring what you want to do, but also in your skill sets and your knowledge. And I really encourage everyone to get feedback, testimonials, and reviews from their peers, but also their audience. And that will help you improve as well as let you know kind of maybe which way to lean. If you're doing a lot of different kinds of things and you release one thing, one thing to crickets and another thing to thunderous applause, that may really help you decide which direction to go. And again, take some time to think about what you want to do next. And what do you want to do next? Well, you may find in reviewing your process or your output that your skills are lacking, in which case you may want to take a class like mine and learn how to sharpen your skills. But you can also go to like YouTube. Uh, a friend of mine calls it YouTube University because you can learn anything there. It just may take a long time to hunt through all the videos. You might also just need more people. Maybe you need partners or you can create alliances with other people, but you might just need to broadcast yourself more so you can build up more customers or clients. But you might also want to pivot. As I mentioned, maybe you wrote a book and now you're going to turn into more of a blog author or you used to perform live with a band and now you realize you just want to be in the studio and make all your music by yourself and put it out digitally. There's nothing wrong with changing a different version of what you do or even doing a completely different thing and moving from writing to audio, for instance, or audio to video, whatever it might be. You're kind of pivoting from a different version of what you do to a different thing entirely. And all that is fine as well. But you won't necessarily know how to figure that out unless you take the time. So I mentioned a couple different options. And I want to just explore those before I wrap up and go to discussion and Q&A time. So I have a number of resources on my site, shaneborza.com such as my film notes book and the corresponding workbook. So those are two separate books, but they go together. The film notes book teaches you how to write, direct, and produce a film. And gives a lot of breakdowns on how to do each one of those aspects. The workbook is just that. It's almost 200 pages of questions and worksheets of how to create characters, create stories, create arcs, and break down different things. Like if you have a stunt or action thing in your movie, then how do you do that? What kind of tone do you want? What kind of things do you want to emulate? What kind of props do you need? So those are more specifically for filmmakers. If you're writing a book, those may not be helpful to you. I do have a number of filmmaker resources, which may help other kinds of things. Like if you're doing a web series or uh, even audio stuff like a podcast because I have a document bundle. I have a sound library. So everything from vehicles to different sound effects, rain, wind, um, animals, all kinds of things. And then I also have a music library of royalty-free music. If someone's interested in growing their professional credits to like go up on IMDb, 
I have a number of film projects and I'm selling associate producer credits, which helps me offset all of my production costs. And in exchange, you get listed on IMDb. I'll build you out a profile if you don't have one. You get listed in the credits of the film and you receive a copy. And you also get listed on the poster. So it gives you some nice social proof of being affiliated in the industry. And it's also a great way to support some art. And I thank you for considering that because most indie people really need support from others. And lastly, I have two versions of the Content Creator course, the live month-long course, which starts in August, and the on-demand version, which you can purchase at any time and go through at your own pace. And you can sign up for both of those at shaneborzen.com. And of course, you can always work with me one-on-one. I have both a short cycle, which is uh, six sessions. We can do at any pace, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. And then I have the long cycle, which is 12 sessions, and I offer a bonus. So you get a, like, baker's dozen. And again, that's at your own pace, uh, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whenever you, whenever you want to meet. And all the information on that is on our website as well. So here's a little more about me, content creator coach. I'm a climber, which is a passion of mine. I'm a creator, which is my predominantly filmmaking background. And as you heard, I am a coach as well. So if you have any questions, you can go to my site, shaneborza.com, and you can send me a message, you can book a call, and you can look at more of my offerings. So that ends my presentation. I hope this was helpful in giving you a broad overview of the main aspects of content creation. As I mentioned, the pre-production, which is the organization before you make something, the production, which is the making of the content itself, and then the post-production, which is the editing, finalizing, distributing, and getting out the content to the world. So if you have any other questions and you're here live on the call, please let me know. And if you're not live on the call, you're listening to this later, again, go to my website and contact me because I'd love to help you get your art out to the world. Scene one, Apple, take one. Hi, I'm Shane Borza, your content creator coach. I have two books on filmmaking, Film Notes, where you learn to write, direct, and produce, and the Film Notes Workbook, where you can learn checklists and paperwork to streamline creating your content. Available at shaneborza.com. I also have filmmaker resources like the Paperwork Bundle with over 300 documents, the Sound Effects Bundle with almost 3,000 files, and the Music Bundle featuring 900 tracks of all genres. Want to build your professional credits? Become an associate producer and get listed on IMDb. Let me help you get your art out into the world. Scene one, Apple, take one. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Solve Network. These interviews are from our web series of the same name. Want to watch? Head over to YouTube and search for The Solve Network. If you have questions, you can reach out to me at shaneborza.com. On behalf of my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we're glad you are a part of the network and hope you are finding solutions. If you need solutions, please reach out.